Breakups are often the symptom of problems in a relationship. My workbook series, The Knowledge, is focused on helping you change your life in four key areas. Retaining the information that I teach, personal growth, improving your relationships, and of course, reattracting your ex. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're going to be talking about what's my attachment style. So I realize that I have a lot of new people coming to my channel every day, every week. And a lot of times they come across me talking about an attachment style and they're like, right. I don't know what that is. Well, basically an attachment style is a way that we attach to others, our, our loved ones essentially. Really, it started with our caregivers and then it moves over to our romantic relationships. And so, if you're new to learning about attachment styles, and even if you're not, you might find this video helpful. Because what we're going to do is Margaret has got a list of some questions that she got that will help you look at what your attachment style is. Right. And so, if you understand this, you have to understand attachment to understand love, right? Right. Because not many people understand that the way we attach is different. Right. Yeah. But it is. And the way you attach is probably very different to way, the way that your partner or your ex attaches. Yes. Okay? So, <clears throat> Margaret, let's look at these questions okay. and, you know, just kind of think about them for yourselves, right? Okay. Are we going to skip the answer to each one? I thought we would discuss them a little bit. Okay, that sounds um, good. And it's not so much that it's a right or wrong answer, it just tells what your attachment style might be. If you're very interested in this, this is um, work by a psychologist named Diane Poole, P-O-O-L-E, Heller, H-E-L-L-E-R. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me, it's called an Attachment Styles Test. And oh. when I read it, I found it quite interesting. Okay. And remember, the flavors of attachment style are secure, anxious, and avoidant. Well, there is another one that yeah, we don't talk is. about too much. Well, yeah. we do sometimes. Disorganized. Disorganized. Yeah. And that is for people that have had massive amounts of attachment trauma, right? Yes. Abuse, neglect, right. probably or possibly adopted. All kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but all kinds of things that inter interfered with their attachment. And they have some crazy behavior often as children and also sometimes as adults. But if one comes up, we'll identify it. Okay. Anyway, but I thought it would be interesting to read a few and just discuss um, what style that would suggest. Okay. Okay. I find myself minimizing the importance of close relationships in my life. Okay. Minimizing now, close relationships. What do you think that is? Would it be secure, anxious, or avoidant, do you think? I think it would be avoidant. I think so too. And so... When somebody has an avoidant attachment style, they don't act like, maybe they feel it internally, but they don't act like a relationship is that important. Right. And or they if minimize they, it. Or if they find it difficult. Um, and somebody's saying, well, look, you know, all my friends the same age as I am are in relationships and I'm not. But maybe it's not important. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> all right. And people who are avoidant often don't feel like relationships are safe. Yeah. Um, no, they don't. No. Uh, <clears throat> I feel relaxed with my partner most of the time. 
I feel relaxed with my partner most, most of, the, of time. the time. Now, that certainly doesn't sound like anybody that's anxious, right? No, it certainly doesn't. So that would leave us secure. Secure. Or avoidant. Avoidant, okay? And not disorganized for sure. No, not disorganized. <laughs> I would say that as a secure person, if you feel comfortable around your partner most of the yeah. time, that yeah. shows a sign that you're secure in your relationship. All right. Um, let's see. I feel comfortable expressing my own needs. Comfortable expressing your needs. Well, that certainly doesn't sound like somebody that's avoidant. It certainly doesn't. An avoidant person would probably be scared to death to express their needs. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe an anxious per person would be, uh, in some ways, they would be able to express it because they would be like right. demanding. Right. Well, they're not, yeah, they're not, and, and they're not totally damaged either. Mm -hmm. But <clears throat> yes, they probably don't feel all that comfortable because they're anxious and they're afraid the person they're asking could get upset. Yep, that's true right. too. Yep. Yeah. So that again sounds like somebody's more secure. Right. Um, so more secure than, than anything else. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I would say secure. Um, <clears throat> in an attempt to stabilize connection, sometimes I over-function, over-adapt, over-accommodate, and over-apologize for things I didn't do. Okay, for things you didn't do. You're apologizing for things that you didn't do. I didn't do it, but I'll never do it again. Yeah. And I'm really sorry. And you're apologizing. Yes. So it sounds like somebody who's afraid... Right? I think so. So that sounds like anxious to right. me. Right. And when you get too afraid, it's anxious. And, mm -hmm. you know, that person may have gotten into all sorts of trouble at various times for stuff they didn't do. Who knows? Yeah. Okay? Um, I tend to prefer relationships with things or animals instead of people. <clears throat> okay. You tend to prefer relationships with animals or things. Yeah. Oh, Rather that, than people. That doesn't sound like somebody who's secure, because no, somebody who's secure would feel comfortable right. with people. Um, anxious, it doesn't sound like, because they don't want to be by themselves very often. Mm -hmm. They like being around other people. That sounds like an avoidant person. I think so, too. Yeah. <clears throat> and for some people, <coughs> excuse me, who are badly enough damaged, that's a wise decision. Mm -hmm. When presented with problems, I often feel stumped and feel they're not resolvable. Okay, you feel problems are unresolvable. Mm -hmm. Well, that doesn't sound like who's, somebody who's secure. No, it doesn't. Right, because they feel like they can handle problems. Right. Okay, and it sounds some, like somebody that would be more avoidant. Right? Well, if I could avoid it, I wouldn't have to worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I would say either anxious or avoidant. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. We both rule out secure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, I find it easy to flow between being close and connected with my partner to being on my own. That definitely sounds like someone who's disorganized. Think so? On opposite day. Yeah. Yeah. A disorganized <laughs> attachment can, can often be... Um, the person can feel two different, very different ways in like an hour. I mean, I really love you this minute, but two minutes from now I'm going to hit you with the lamp over there mm -hmm. um, because I can't decide where I'm coming from. Yeah. yeah. This sounds like a secure person that can, uh, what was it? They could not come and go. Was How did they word it? They could flow. 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 Yeah. It's difficult for me to say no or to set realistic boundaries. That doesn't sound like an avoidant because they will say no That's when they exactly want to say That's exactly right. <laughs> and it doesn't sound secure to me either. It sounds like somebody who's anxious. That's what it would leave us with. And mm -hmm. there are many people, 
excuse me, there are many people like that who, who, who find it very difficult to say no. Mm -hmm. And for many, many years being a therapist, I have found myself saying, there's a word you need to learn, it only has two letters, and it's no. Okay? That doesn't feel right, that isn't right. Yeah. No. But there are many people who are afraid to say no, and that usually has a history. Yeah. When I lose a relationship, at first I tend to experience separation, elation, mm -hmm. and then I get depressed. Well, that sounds like an avoidant, right? They, it, as soon as the does. relationship ends, right. they feel relieved, they're related, yes. yep. but then they get depressed. This was explained to me very eloquently by an adolescent one time. And running away was her thing. She had escaped from some of the best secure hospitals in New England. And she explained to me one day that running away, um, she would put the fire alarm on in hospitals and stuff like that so she could get out the door. Mm -hmm. She would say that first half hour when she would be out on her own and sometimes running was the most elation filled experience she had ever had <laughs> until she realized a few a few minutes or hours later that she was on her own again and had nowhere to go. Wow. Okay. So I will always thank her for explaining that to me. So if you're feeling smothered or you're having a, a difficult time um, with too much closeness or restriction, doing something about it can be absolutely a source of elation. Mm -hmm. So I mm -hmm. thought it was worth mentioning here. Yeah. After anxiously awaiting my partner's arrival, I end up picking fights. Hmm. Interesting. After anxiously waiting anxiously for my partner's awaiting. arrival. Do you think that's a clue? Could be. <laughs> well, not intentionally, but I think that anxious person, like uh, we talked about in the video recently, when the person comes home, you're so excited to hear from them. Yep that you start to interrogate them, which causes a fight. Which can easily cause a fight. I like that interpretation. Mm. I hadn't thought about it quite that way. Yeah. Um, I was thinking of someone who was a little afraid of closeness and said, I'm so glad he's here. I've given him a big hug. Uh-oh, maybe that's too close. I like your interpretation better. Mm -hmm. All right. I sometimes feel superior in not needing other people, and I wish others were more self-sufficient. Ooh. Let me finish the sentence. Some and, anger in that and statement. And not bother me. I wish they were self-sufficient and didn't bother me. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's almost like some anger under that, isn't I it? I sometimes feel superior. Mm -hmm. Yes. In not needing others and wish others were more self-sufficient. Certainly sounds avoidant. It does to me, too. Mm -hmm. And I want you to be avoidant, too. Yeah, that's right. Well, well because it means you won't bother me. Yeah. Um, but if I have knowledge you don't have, of course I am superior. Mm -hmm. I don't want to work for this person. Right? Mm -hmm. So don't ask me any questions. When I give more than I get, I often become resentful and or harbor a grudge. When I give more than I get, mm -hmm. that sounds like somebody that would be anxious to me. I, I often become resentful and harbor a grudge. Because they don't communicate that I feel like I gave you all so, this and you didn't give right. as much. So they're not going to tell you anything. They're not going to address it. And so their grudge is going to build until it explodes one day and you had no idea they were angry. Yeah. Right? Um, when I reach a certain level of intimacy with my partner, I sometimes experience inexplicable fear. Mm, interesting. Mm -hmm. 
When I reach a certain level of intimacy, I have this inexplicable fear. Well, that certainly sounds like an avoidance to me. It does to me too. And you can see the tragedy of it. Um, in other words, when I reach a certain level of intimacy with my partner, which probably makes it look like things are going well, mm -hmm. I can't handle it and I get scared. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of that out there. And I think because it's counterintuitive, um, it's hard for us to understand that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you do well, I get scared and push you away. Mm -hmm. Not always consciously, but that is what oh, happens. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Um, sometimes I prefer casual sex over committed relationship. Mm -hmm. That sounds like all of the above. It really kind of <laughs> does. Yeah, all, I like that. All of the above, yeah. But overall more avoidant, I think. I think so, too. I don't want any kind of a commitment. I'm not sure what a relationship is going to do to me. So if I want to have sex casual, there's no strings. Mm -hmm. Okay? All right. My partner often comments or complains that I am controlling. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know why you'd say I was controlling, just because I tell you what to do from the minute you get up to the minute you go to bed. Mm -hmm. And then I check your phone. Yeah, it sounds like somebody who's anxious it to me. It certainly does, doesn't trying it? Trying to control somebody. Yeah. Because they're afraid. And oftentimes when people are told they're controlling, they're absolutely stunned. What would anybody, uh, what would make anybody think I'm controlling? Mm -hmm. The last time I asked that question, it was with a couple. And one of them had told the other, you don't need to have a bank account. There only needs to be one bank account in my name. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're controlling. I am? <laughs> <laughs> no, you said I could have my own bank account. You're all right. Um, I insist on self-reliance. I do many of life's tasks or my hobbies alone, mm -hmm. and I have difficulty reaching out when I have when I need help. Sounds like an avoiding to me. Certainly does, kind of to the extreme. And you meet people like that. Mm -hmm. um, I can think of a guy I dealt with not all that long ago, and he worked alone, and he had hobbies that you did alone. Mm -hmm. um, like, he, he liked to go fishing, but he would never go fishing with a buddy. He would always go fishing by himself. And you see that, and you say, well, okay, I guess this guy is not that much in need of relationships and is more comfortable by himself. Mm -hmm. If that's working for him, terrific. But if he's sad and wants a relationship, then that's not so, so terrific. Yeah. Um, got a few more? Got a few more. At the same time, as I feel a deep wish to be close with my partner, I also have a paralyzing fear of losing the relationship. Mm. That's a tough one. Yeah. Read that one again. At the same time as I feel a deep wish to be close with my partner, mm -hmm. I also have a paralyzing fear of losing the relationship. That almost sounds disorganized to me. I was going to say, it sounds... It almost feels like both. It sounds like almost a mix of anxious and avoidant, right? That's what I was yeah. thinking. A paralyzing fear, it says. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Because it's like the anxiety is about, I have this desire, I but then at wish. the same time... I have a wish to be close, but I also have a paralyzing fear of losing the relationship. So it's really both, I think. It's a mix. So and, that could be a disorder. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure, it could be just you could call it disorganized, or you could call it a mix of, of anxious and avoidant. I yeah, think. I think so. Uh, because I mean, how often do real human beings fall into neat categories? Not all that often. It's not as neat as as you would think. Some people 
or, or thinking that it's one or the other one. Sometimes there's right. behaviors of both. The real understanding is that you're either securely attached or you're insecurely attached, and there's a spectrum. Yep, that's right. right. Like Always it's a, a continuum. Yeah, yeah. And you're going to fall on... Secure, you know, desperately unattached. Yeah. yeah. And you're at different points, you're going to be in different places. Right. It's not you're always that's like right. in this hardened spot. That's right. It's, it's fluid. It's You move just depending upon what's going on with you. Right. But, you know, people tend to be like in a certain range, I would think. Right? I would think so, too. Mm -hmm. It is difficult for me to be alone. If I'm alone, I feel stressed, abandoned, hurt, and or, and or angry. That definitely sounds like someone that's anxious to me. It certainly does. Um, certainly not avoidant. I often find eye contact uncomfortable and or particularly difficult to maintain. That seems like somebody that's an avoidant to me. I think so too. They don't like yeah. to make that connection, that eye contact. Think about this, guys. Eye contact can tell you about that person's ability to connect with you. Yes, it can. So imagine for a minute that if on a Skype call I only wanted to do a audio Skype or Margaret only wanted to do an audio Skype, mm -hmm. it might mean that we have more of an avoidant attachment style because we can't handle the intimacy right. of connecting. Exactly. Right? Exactly. But yeah. because me and Margaret are more secure, we can have that kind of right. connection with you, right? Right. Yeah, and there are other people who don't do it that way. No. Yeah. There are people that can't do a video. It can also be. Um, it can be a number of things. There are some people who feel like other people can read their thoughts if they make eye contact with them, mm -hmm. and there are other people who keep a downcast eye because they're shame ridden. Mm -hmm. They think they're terrible people for one person for mm -hmm. one reason or another. And I think that's it. No, there's one more. I feel like my partner is always there, but I would often prefer to have my own space unless I invite the connection. Mm -hmm. Well, that sounds like an avoidant to yes, me. Yes, it does. Um, and I hope they, they mention it to their partner that that's the deal, you know. Um, I like it when you help me, but don't do it unless I ask you. I'll do it myself. <laughs> Something we've all said at age two. I'll do it myself. Okay. So hopefully these questions yeah. were helpful to you to think about your own attachment style, maybe your partner's, right. and understanding and getting a better idea of this can help you to be a better partner because you'll understand where your partner's coming from Absolutely. and also because you'll be able to communicate better on what your needs are. Right. Um, and I'll say it one more time. The woman's name is Diane Poole Heller, H-E-L-L-E-R, and this is the Attachment Styles Test. And I think she has some other interesting things to say as well. Okay. okay. Hopefully that helped. And of course, when you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net, sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching, I do Skype coaching. If you got to get with me right away, I do offer emergency Skype coaching. Margaret is also available for Skype coaching. Absolutely, and I look forward to speaking with you. Just click on Margaret on the top of my website and you can sign up to talk with her. That's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon. I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. 
Just click on the link in the description below or go to my website, AskCraig.net.